It's the Bible Rundown, Pastor David and Pastor Rob. We're in Leviticus chapter 17 and 18, Matthew 27, day 46. David Cottle, let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I think we've, we kind of are getting to the point where I want to talk a lot more about Jesus, right? Uh, but the Day of Atonement was huge, and we're going to see the ultimate Day of Atonement in Matthew 27 in just a moment. But after the Day of Atonement... What's going to follow in this last section of Leviticus is a lot of the social outworking of the laws that God has had. So the people know what keeps them clean, or if they become unclean, how to be made clean again. The tabernacle and the sin of Nadab and Abihu is now atoned for, and the priests have a way to enter into the holy place and offer forgiveness of sins. And so what we're going to see flow out of it is these laws and rules that will help the people know how to live as God's holy people. So uh, they have these rules on, on the place of sacrifice, laws against eating blood, which, how do you take your steak, Rob? Medium, David, medium. Well, that's better than rare, so I'm glad you're, you're kosher. But, you know, we also get into these uh, unlawful sexual relations, which, in, let's be honest, in our cultural climate that we are in, these things are becoming grossly evident as things that are ongoing sin in the camp here in America, right? Right. Any and, thoughts? Uh, yeah, I just I just say that uh, one of the things that that categorizes these two chapters is that these are some of the things that were done in Egypt, and God is calling them to a new life as new creations who are. Um, who are priests in the kingdom of God. They are to be set apart. They are to be made holy. And so when we think about some of these things, uh, the laws of eating blood, I think that the idea here is is that you are ingesting something that is, is, is unclean. Again, the idea that you are the blood is leaving the body, and so you're ingesting this. So, so God really doesn't 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 approve of that um, in in this text here. Again, we we don't do these things because Hebrews eight, right, David? Yeah, I mean Hebrews eight is if you are ever faced with someone that's pushing back and saying, well, why don't you keep all these laws, right? You're why, God's people. Can you eat blood cubes or whatever they are that people eat? I don't eat them, but can you do that? Like yeah. Hebrews 8 tells the answer. Right, and it, it basically says we have a greater high priest, the ultimate high priest that we see in Matthew 27 giving his life. But Matthew, or excuse me, Hebrews 8 says, but as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better, since it's enacted on better promises. For if the first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. And in speaking of a new covenant, the writer of Hebrews says, he makes the first one obsolete. Right. And what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. So for us, uh, these things were for a period of time until Christ came and gives us the best covenant 
through yeah. his blood. And it's interesting, though, when we talk about in Acts, one of the things that they're dealing with Gentiles here is two items which are dealt with in Leviticus 16 and 17, which is mm-hmm. or Leviticus 17 and 18, which is sexual immorality, mm-hmm. which you're dealing with in 18, mm-hmm. and the eating of blood. It's interesting. No, it is. And, and, and things that we're still dealing with to an extent, right? Uh, in terms of just the sexual immorality in our current culture. Well, Matthew 27, Jesus is delivered to Pilate. Judas hangs himself. Uh, interesting, just the fulfillment of all of these Old Testament prophecies that were pointing us to this moment. The crowd chanting in exchange for Jesus' life, they'd rather have this murderer or this insurrectionist Barabbas And so Pilate hands him over to the crowd to be crucified. And then we have the crucifixion scene. Thoughts on chapter 27? Chapter 27 is is an interesting dynamic. Uh, I I think one of the things that jumps out to me is the idea of this murderer Barabbas in exchange for the righteous son of God. Mm -hmm. And when we think about this exchange, right... Uh, we're exchanging Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, the perfect sinless lamb for the murder of Barabbas. It, it, it has a lot of meaning and symbolism as what actually God is doing. But the, the, the iniquity of, of the people, I, I just I can't get over the, the, the idea that people would, do this to Christ, but then I have to realize that it's it's my sin that put him on, on the cross. And when I do that, it definitely transforms my heart to understand the gospel good news is good news, um, even though I recognize that I am nothing and I'm deserving of nothing. Yeah. And yet God in his grace has given me salvation. And, we, and we've had the opportunity to visit uh, earlier today with an individual in our church family who is, is going through a, just a terrible disease that is slowly taking their life. And they turned their suffering into an opportunity to reflect upon the glory of God through Christ's suffering, right? Mm, yeah. And it was just an encouraging reminder for us both. I think we, we told this individual that we're more encouraged through their word of testimony of what they're experiencing to strengthen our faith. And I think that that's something that we should see in the sufferings of Christ. It should move us uh, not to sympathize with Jesus because this was his mission Mm. to be the lamb that was slain, but to uh, understand his sympathy towards us in our fallen state Mm. when we had nothing to offer him. Go back to Leviticus. We are so unclean both inward and outward, um, that he would come and and enter into our muck and the mire of our life and rescue us from our own sin. I think at the end here, there's an interesting statement um, uh, that the next day, that is after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate. Sir, we remember how this imposter said while he was still alive, after three days, I will rise. So the, 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 the chief priests and the Pharisees understood that Christ had, had told them that he was going to rise in three days. They understood that. And so they, 
they they tell Pilate to go have a guard of soldiers and make it as secure as they can. But man, what what a depth of a veil over their faces to see who Jesus is, not only at that moment, but even after that moment. They, Jesus declares he was going to rise from the dead, and then he does. Mm-hmm. What what a uh, we just we're just praising God and thankful and gracious that He has lifted the veil off of our eyes and hopefully our listeners' eyes to see the glory of God and see who Christ is. Amen. That's the Bible rundown for today. We'll see you tomorrow.